Hey yo, today we are talking about figuring it out. Imagine that. And part of the figuring out process is not stopping to figure it out. And that's a really hard lesson to learn and implement on yourself because we don't really trust ourselves. And since we don't trust ourselves, it's hard to take action. And so I like to find myself in the work of understanding how to get someone to get back to that state of trust, how to get teams to get to a state of trust where they are willing to say the things, to bring the things to life. And it's just a very interesting thought. (laughs) But the thought of figuring it out only happens when we trust ourselves, our environments enough to say and speak from a place of truth. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. This is Hannah Nuss, your official host of mm, inspiration, life movement, um, just a daily, maybe we're just laughing together. I don't know how we're taking up space together, but I am grateful to be taking up space with you wherever you are and grateful to just be in a consistent headspace together to bring us all back to this place where we believe in ourselves, where we celebrate ourselves, and most importantly, where we 
are chasing dreams where we are living life on our terms, terms that we created, not terms according to anyone else but us. That's where we're at. And we are happy to be here. And I'm grateful to be here with you. And even if you're just sharing your dreams and goals with me through this podcast, and we aren't officially acquainted with where we're going in one another, I can feel it feel it. So let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing is just continuing to push for things that I know I could have benefited from um, early on in this process or even now in this process. And it's hard, right? Because not everybody gets what that vision is and not everybody gets that pain point. And so people will be there doubting. I would say that running a daily podcast is always something that people sort of raise an eyebrow to. What the heck? Why? Why, why, why? And you can't really describe why to someone who will never experience that pain. And when I was an entrepreneur or when I thought that I wanted to become one someday, the pain point was not being connected to enough minds that thought like that, not being connected to like a constant stream of this energy and way of being because entrepreneurship is not like for the faint of heart. It's not for somebody who just like wants to be a boss, babe. And yay, yay, yay. That's all cool. Except for what entrepreneurship really is, is this constant fight to stay above water, but never actually know officially where the waterline is or what you're diving into next. And we're going to get into that today. So don't worry, we'll unpack that a little bit. But I think really, when I wasn't tapping into minds like that, I felt like the only one who had the skill set or the only one who could understand what I was experiencing and it felt really lonely and it felt really scary and it felt like I was all alone. And so now as I go back, I'm fighting for spaces for more instances where you can tap into people and feel okay and feel excited and not be alone. And so I don't know. Maybe that's not something that someone needs who came from that background or who had mentors or parents or support systems that could help with that or they work in environments that are like that. And so you can't really get it, right? Why those things are necessary and why those touch points need to exist in higher cadences, why they need to happen more often. Because when you're out on an island and you finally see something like that, experiencing something like that, getting to meet people like that, it's like your first sip of water after being with none for 40 days. Like, you can't even begin to describe it. And the energy from just that one instance is enough to last you for a couple of months, right? But as the work gets harder, as you begin to forge on and go into the work, 
that isn't enough anymore. And so the more instances that we can create for people to be able to tap into those resources, the better. And I can only speak from my own pain point of not coming from any backgrounds with people who thought like that or people who allowed themselves to think like that is more realistic. And so we were told to like avoid places like that or not go searching for places like that because people who thought like that are really scary and probably going to end you up bankrupt or take advantage of you. And it's just not true. We should find places that celebrate the way that people think like that. And I talked about that yesterday, but really find where you fit. And this is where I fit best. And it took a long time to find those places. And when I experienced them, eventually the contact high wore off because it just wasn't happening often enough. I wasn't surrounded with people like that often enough. And so I needed more. And similar to this podcast being every day, it's like, I know that me doing this work became a life raft for me. And the more often that I came back to it, the better I felt. It made a difference in my day. Certainly did. And so we just kept coming back. And I figure for anyone who isn't surrounded by voices like this, who is needing just a life raft in the middle of a ocean, that could be this. And maybe it's not always the greatest, but it is sort of a consistent force forward. It is a consistent question throughout this work. It is someone coming back and still trying to save themselves, but maybe a little bit further in that journey, but willing to adventure on it with you right where you are. And so <laughs> that's, that's it. And now that I'm doing that work, I stay focused on creating instances that I needed because I think it's really easy to stand up having survived whatever you survived and talk about things that you can't understand until you've experienced them. Talk about whether or not something needs to exist because people are busy and I think really, yeah, people are busy but not everyone is. And some people are busy and need something like this so they can stay that way or so they can actually breathe for once in their work. And I don't know. I find it more refreshing the more people that I meet, the more minds that I tap into that are doing entrepreneurial work in different ways. And so I'm just going to keep on fighting for more access because I know what a difference it made in my mindset, in my ability to go after things and do things and we're not even where we probably need to be in that work. Right? That's the crazier thing. Um, but we're getting closer and it's beautiful and, you know, really the more energy that we put towards whatever it is, 
the higher frequency we can operate at. And so that's what all of this work is, like allowing you to tap into a higher mindset, allowing you to tap into just a more positive wave of frequency, because I know what the world, the general world and population are like. And so if you don't have something to come back to, we drop out of that frequency too often. And so it's a daily cadence. It's making you show back up for this work every day, even though we know that you are knocked down, drugged out, and barely surviving in the real world anymore. Kind of like a real Sam Hunt thing. Between real love and real life, like that's where you're going to survive for a little while in this work. That's just what it is. There's this life you can see and you can love, right? When we're here together or when you're going out in your groups and you're finding a way to tap into higher mindsets, higher expectations, like that's wonderful, but there is in between there, right? There is that like gap that exists. And the only way that I can see us getting from that gap, the real love, real life is finding a way to stay consistent in the venture, finding a way to stay consistent in the frequency. And so that's why we're forcing it. It's every day. We can't really tap out of this. We need this in order to like give ourselves enough energy to take big leaps and risks and be willing to go out on a limb, be willing to go out and do those things. And the only way that I see that that's possible is to surround yourself with people who have made it possible and tap into those mindsets and tap into those reassuring words and tap into those resources. And you can't do that just hanging out, trying to figure out where all that exists. You got to go out and exist and exist with people and exist in the work and make it so. And That's my great thing is just continuing to tap into those groups and now even be the leader of those groups for other people so that they don't feel lost on an island like I did. And they don't feel like there aren't people doing this work because there are and those groups are very accessible, whether you've started something or not, right? Just even starting the thinking process towards that is a big leap forward. And so we want to create more instances where you're welcomed to take up space with more audiences like that, take up space with more people who think like that and create groups who can kind of love on you and your ideas and this mindset and your ability to do that. Um, Yeah. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself, recognize yourself for your greatness and Go do things that you believe are good work, that you believe you may have needed and would have helped you, and then keep fighting for it. It's not going to be everybody's vision because it's not going to be everybody's pain point. Not everybody needs a group, a mindset, a constant push to think like this because maybe they already have it, or maybe they don't think that they need it, or maybe they've always been in that mindset. They've never had to survive and push and fight for themselves. Who knows? But that doesn't mean that there aren't people who do need that. 
That doesn't mean that there aren't people who look and feel the same way that you do. And so whatever it is that you want to do here on this earth, I think it's worth exploring. No question. So this is sort of the thing. It's hard to figure these things out when you're just sitting in the, I'm trying to figure it out. There's so much that comes from the generation of energy around you just putting it out there. And what's hard is developing environments where you trust the people around you enough to put it out there. To say, yeah, I want to go do that. Or I am thinking about this, but I haven't fully thought it out yet. Can I trust you enough to bring something really raw to this group? And we'll say, yeah, you can. Hey, anything that you have, any thought or, or message or inconvenience or wherever you're at in your work, like, feel free to bring it here. This is a loving environment. This is a non-sharing environment. We do not disclose those dreams or those goals unless you say that that's okay. Like, it's just you and me. And so often I find people really lost in the figure it out. And if we've learned anything on this show, it's that that's just kind of what it takes. And you can't figure it out trying to figure it all out. Because so much of it, you're only going to figure out having dove in and done. Right? And we aren't doing for the act and art of doing as much as we're just doing for the act and art of expression feels better out then in, and we'll figure it out from there. And I've been going back and forth on an idea and whether or not I want to bring it to life and whether or not I know enough. And I just decided, like, it's going to happen because we're never going to figure it out sitting here wondering if we should or could. Do I enjoy it? Yes. Could I imagine myself being that, creating that? Yes. And so let's go figure it out. And whether or not it sticks or whether or not it's an idea that's worth it, we won't know until we do it. And I had an amazing mentor last night. She said, just, you got to do it. You got to do it. Just go do it. You're not going to regret doing it. You just aren't. And I was like, ah. That's so true, and I'm such a doer, and I am with you, so let's just go do it. And I don't know what it was about that, but it was just like, yep, yep, these are tangible things. These are things that we want to move forward. Like, let's start living this life. Let's be this person. Let's create this reality. And it is hard to create realities without putting some sort of frequency out into this world. And so surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you, who are going to give you that feedback, who are going to just say, just do it. Just do it. You got it. Or you got enough of it. Right? And it's funny as someone who sort of 
pushes people. And I was explaining the um, course that I'm putting together related to the book. And I was thinking through like how I push people and how I kind of walk them through being okay to take that next step, being okay to just have dreams again. And I think so much of that comes from creating an environment where you're okay with that, where you want to do that, and then creating an environment where you really are pulling back all those curtains and living your truth out loud and willing, because this is what's most important, none of the work will have mattered if it doesn't break this core down enough for you to actually take a step towards what it is that you want at this point. All of it would have been for naught if you aren't actually taking action after, and it doesn't even have to be big, and it doesn't even have to be all that aligned. It's just like getting you in this process of willingness to say what it is that you want, and then to do what it is that you want. We got to get us out of this mode and this normalcy of just talking and talking and talking and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and never taking steps. And so we talk about just like the super smallest step that you could take towards whatever it is that you want. And once we get you moving, it's really quite easy. So you can see how painless it is. Oh, it was just a step. Oh, it was just someone who said something. Oh, it was just this. And it's rather insignificant. And so you become more willing to take bigger steps towards that as we get you better at just taking a step at all. But it's like the energy that it takes, the alignment, the breaking you of those things, or not even breaking you of them because they're never going to be gone, but establishing what those things are so that we sort of lighten that load and let some of those things go or even develop a step forward that can help you to move past those things and go. And so often those things are related to dreams. We can say that they're related to anything that we want really, but I find those major pain points coming from that. What were the things that were told to you when you sort of let that person go? Where did you lose them? What are you carrying with you now as a weighted cape holding you back from this higher instance of this vision you have for yourself? Because there's still something there. There's still something that you want to see brought to life that excites you every day. And my fear is that so often we just like, allow ourselves. And I was talking with a colleague slash friend yesterday, and we were talking about how 
that's what happens. You just allow yourself to only experience a percentage of what you deem acceptable for your excitement for life. Like we were talking about how, yeah, when we did this one thing, we always lit up. But that was like such a small window of time where we were allowed to experience that. And if we could do that all day, every day, we'd be in heaven, right? And that's so often what we say to ourselves. Well, yeah, I mean, in the perfect world or in a perfect life, I would do that. I would chase my dreams. Well, let's go ahead and break down the perfect life. A perfect life is one where you're still breathing. That's it. So let's go do the things. Let's go figure out. And that's so easy to say from this place where I'm like, yeah, let's go do the things. Let's go figure that out. Everything is figure outable. Okay, let's move. Let's do it. Because I've done it so many times, it's a rather painless statement to make. But until we get you to a place where you're doing, where we're not sitting in this, I don't know how to figure this out place. There are so many things that I've been told about myself that really can't align with this and I don't trust myself enough and so I'm not willing to take a step. We got to break that down. How do we do that? Well, I don't know. Let's read some books. Let's figure some things out. I got a book I might recommend. It's called The Death of a Dream. Um, There is no subtitle yet. Still working on that. But the writer, the author of this book, experienced something similar where they understood that there was this defining point in their life where they started accepting less or they started allowing other people to assign them something. And so a big portion of her work had to come from this place of saying, I don't want the assignment anymore. I would like to decide. And since I'm deciding How does one even decide? Because I had gone down this path before where I'm like, no, I want to do things. I know that I can do things. I'm going to go do things. And then I would do them. And then every time I would wind up at the same place. I don't really believe it. I don't accept that that could be my reality. I'm going to just back down from that. And my good friends, let me tell you. We are not existing there. We are going to go ahead and refuse that. First right of refusal. We're done, son. And in that process of refusing, we can begin to acknowledge our right to live our life this way, our divine right and capability of deciding what life looks like and how we want to do it. Because you don't really question those things. I just sat up with a eight-year-old who's preparing for an art contest and she's sketching out what she wants to draw. And then once her sketch was done, she's holding up this like vision That she must be able to see in her head because she's just in the air sketching where things go and how she would place them and where, like, she can see this vision. And she's not questioning it. 
She's just allowing herself to see it. And she's not overthinking it. She's just doing what she feels would be right. How she feels she would create this thing. And that's our life, right? If we have that skill at eight, we have that skill when we're older, but we lose it somewhere or we start to scale the vision down. We don't open our eyes to what we can't see or to what someone might say is weird. Oh, that's weird that you would just be sketching in thin air what you could see. How can you even see anything? And then you're like, no, I got this. I can see it very clearly. And then they go, no, that's not what's normal. What's normal would be to sketch it. What's normal would be to use this as the medium. What's normal would be fill in the blank, right? And then we start questioning that. And that's sort of what life, to me, looks and feels like. Is a constant source of questioning. Of questioning our worth. Of questioning our ability to decide those things. Of questioning if we have it figured out enough for people to figure it out. And as someone who just decided we're not going to have it figured out and we're just going to move... I can tell you, eventually, you can go back and fill it all in. You don't have to have it all figured out. And maybe some people would say, well, that's a terrible way to market yourself. But I would say that's an extremely strong way to market yourself because that becomes a part of the story that you can tell. I didn't have it figured out, but it just went anyways. And what I can tell you about that is eventually you figure it out. And when you're supposed to figure it out, you do. And that will also be the time that you have the right people brought to the table in this work. And you wouldn't have wanted to figure it out any sooner because it would have all been super frustrating if you had this beautiful picture painted of how all this was supposed to work and nobody paid attention. And you probably quit. But like when you just commit to figuring it out in action instead of in your head, you can understand why people aren't quite getting it because you didn't paint the best picture. And so you're not frustrated. You're just understanding that this is a part of the process and that somewhere in there, you're going to feel inspired and excited about this work. And you're going to put pen to paper and you're going to sit down and you're going to put it all together for people. But you can't just be there wanting to be there. You have to slowly step your way to that. Slowly or quickly, I don't know exactly what your timeline is, but the only important thing is to have taken a step at all. And staying in the figure it out is where we get stuck. Trying to figure out how we'll figure it all out. We can't really stay there and be all that effective because they're just words. It's not actual action. It's not a change or a disruption in the frequency in which you've been operating for a very long time, probably since you decided that your dreams were not yours to have anymore, that someone would come along and just assign you. They're not coming. This is not the giver. We have to give up that idea. Nobody's coming to give you the proper assignment. You have been assigned 
you were assigned, I suppose, when you were placed here as some sort of spiritual being. You maybe decided that all the way up somewhere else in the sky, in a celestial celestial I don't know when you decided it but it was decided and somewhere in life societal pressures and norms you lost that understanding of what it was that you were sent here to do of what it was that you decided you would come here to do in this life and now the easiest way to get you back there is to put you in this childlike state where you were just taking steps forward to get you back to that intuitive understanding of how you were supposed to operate in this life, we have to sort of break down the things that you've been carrying with you into adulthood. And the only way that I can break those things down is to point them out, to put them on a platter and expertly define what they are and where they come from, and then break down all of the things that you brought along with you and get rid of them. We can't just figure it all out. We can't just figure it out trying to figure it out. We got to just get messy in the work and start taking any step forward that we can. This creates the disruption. This allows you to strive and demand something different from the experience you've had up until now. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day a post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements. Um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream. Also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.